Welcome to the Armor Men's Health Hour with Dr. Mystery and Donna Lee. Hello and welcome to the Armor Men's Health Hour. I'm Dr. Mystery, your host. I'm a board-certified urologist. This is a men's health show. I'm joined by my co-host, the effervescent, incredibly entertaining Donna Lee. <laughs> That's right. I am entertaining, effervescent, and I'm a board-certified co-host. <laughs> She's certifiable. This is a show that's brought to you by NAU Urology Specialists. That's the practice started by me in 2007. We've grown to four physician providers. We have four mid-level providers. Those are, those are PAs and nurse practitioners. We have two pelvic floor physical therapists. We have sex therapy on site, really dedicated to a mission of treating the whole person, even though urology may seem like a really limited field. Mm -hmm. But everything affects everything. That's right. Everything affects the nipples to the knees. The nipples to the knees. A lot of times people ask me, what does a urologist do? Donna, if somebody asked you, what would you say? That's funny. I just went through that question with my mother, who's in Thailand. She's Thai and stuck in Thailand. And she's always asking me what we do. And I say, it's everything in the middle. It's like the the, the hoo-hoo and the, the pee-pee parts. And I think she understood finally. You know, I would have expected nothing better from you. <laughs> the wiener schnitzels and the... The pink cakes. I don't know. I, I don't know. I just made that up. Anyway, so for those of you out there wondering what a urologist does, is um, we deal with all of the organs and processes that deal with the genitourinary system. So we start mm. with the kidneys, and then we work on kidney tumors and kidney masses. We and worry stones. about the tubes that come from the uh, the kidneys down to the bladder. When the urine leaves the bladder, uh, it goes through the urethra. In a woman, it's generally a shorter urethra, and some men, luckily, it's a little longer. <laughs> it goes past a prostate, yeah. and although it's... Husband. It may seem like a lot of, it's a really kind of inert system. Mm -hmm. There's all sorts of things that happens at every little step because the body's an incredibly magical and wonderful thing. And uh, then we have part of the genitourinary. So that's the testicles, the epididymis, the vas deferens. All of them come together with the mm -hmm. prostate gland. That's why you men are so complicated. Like, like in some ways, the prostate may be the center of the body. You think? Well, at least in it. a man. Yeah, maybe not the woman who doesn't have one. Yes. I love it when patients call and they're like, I got prostrate problems. And it's a woman? No, it's a man, but they I always see. have the prostrate problems. I'm like, are you standing upright, sir? Is that what you mean? <laughs> you mean prostate. Okay. Prostate. <clears throat> Sometimes I say prostrate, so I seem like, you know. Don't do that. Okay. Urologist. With the prostate being the center of the of universe, the universe, the man's uh, universe, as it were, I thought maybe we could talk about what that is, what that organ is. We talk about it all the time. And mm -hmm. it, it amazes me the stuff that I kind of gloss over. And then I look back and I go, there's no way that electrical engineer understood anything I just said. <laughs> the plumber's like, wait, I'm a plumber wait a too. Minute. Wait, I'm a plumber but too. But different kind Are of plumber. Are you sure? I probably should have used smaller words. <laughs> so uh, the prostate gland is a normal organ. It um, How big is it on, if it, on a healthy patient? It's about the size of a walnut, we walnut. say. But I've seen walnuts and I've seen prostates. And you're like, well. And prostates are a little bigger than a walnut. Oh, really? Yeah. Because a walnut's a pretty big size nut. To you're go you're nut. the biggest nut. <laughs> so we, um, uh, the, the prostate measures about 30 milliliters uh, or cubic centimeters, which is just a little bit bigger. I think it's probably as big as one of those red noses that uh, a clown wears. Like at the Walgreens? Yes. I, I just had a kid wear one of those to a birthday party. And he was like 25? He was he was older than he should have been wearing a clown nose, and 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 I uh, and I and I got, I was like you know that's the perfect size prostate really so so maybe it is a it's somewhere between between a walnut and a red a, clown, a clown nose, nose. Um, I don't think that's going to catch on but God red clown nose size prostate I've been working so hard to get viral about something. <laughs> 
<laughs> except for herpes. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, so the prostate gland is uh, a normal part of the urinary system. Mm-hmm. It because it's the hub of both where you the it surrounds the urethra. So it's it's the hub of kind of how we're peeing. Mm-hmm. But it's also the hub of a lot of um, problems that are uh, fertility related. Mm-hmm. So although we think of prostate-related problems being only an old man's problem, right. there are a number of conditions that we have to come across where young men, we deal with their prostate. I did not ever connect that. Fertility and prostrate. 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 <laughs> so if you have prostate infections mm-hmm. or prostatitis, you can have fertility problems mm. because the inflammation can, can close off the tubes or infection or inflammation in the prostate gland can kill the sperm as it's going through the prostate gland or getting fed by the prostate. Did not know that. And the prostate's purpose is truly just a a reproductive one. It makes semen Mm -hmm. that that, that feeds and makes the sperm healthy Mm -hmm. so that the sperm, which are produced by the testicles, can survive for the days that it has to inside the uterus and the fallopian tube. Hmm. So it feeds them, gives them what they need. Wow. And so if that fluid is not normal, Mm -hmm. then that sperm won't be normal. And as men age, the prostate starts becoming more and more of a diseased organ, Mm -hmm. which is one big contributor to why older men have trouble having children compared to younger men. Okay. Because the sperm gets produced every 90 days. So that's like fresh and new and like that sperm coming out of the testicles is great. Mm-hmm. But the more it sits in the system and has to go through this diseased prostate and come out, you can start having fertility problems when um, that you know as, as you're getting older. Hmm. Okay, so a super healthy older guy with no prostate problems is more likely to impregnate his 25 year old wife, second wife, second third wife, third wife, <laughs> <laughs> who's trying to compete with the first two wives. Mm-hmm. So the um, the organ that's that 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 actually um, uh, squeezes to get the ejaculate out of you mm-hmm. is the seminal vesicle. So you, if, if you're wondering, like, you know, people, men, 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 some of them think that, that when you ejaculate, all that fluid comes right from the testicle. Right. And I try to remind them that if that's the case, your testicles would be big and then you'd orgasm and then they'd be small. Yeah, right. It would be like and, draining. And, that, and that's not what happens. Right. So the sperm march up the vas deferens, they go into the prostate gland, and then they hide out in the seminal vesicles where they get joined by fluid that the prostate makes. Mm-hmm. And that's and then it's just sitting there waiting for you. Hmm. Interesting. Waiting for Science you. Science is so interesting. Seminal vesicles. What did you say? Vesicles. Okay. Seminal vesicles. Sounds like a college football team. <laughs> Here come the seminal vesicles. <laughs> I guess. Worst, in worst mascot ever. <laughs> <laughs> the flying prostates. <laughs> When we remove the um, the seminal vesicles, in fact, uh, uh, although it's completely untrue, you know, mm-hmm. you, whenever we find really big ones, we, we we think to ourselves, maybe the guy hasn't been having very much sex. Oh, and when you find really small ones, you're like, "What? Well, this guy got pretty lucky." Really good. <laughs> uh, but uh, it actually has nothing to do with it. Size does not matter. It doesn't matter here when it comes to seminal vesicles, at least. Mm. And so, what happens to the prostate? Uh, that can cause fertility problems. I mentioned prostatitis. Mm-hmm. Um, we very occasionally get a fascinating condition um, called a utricle, a prostate utricle, in which the there's a cyst right in the middle of the prostate. 
Oh. And it's just so perfectly and terribly placed that it blocks both vas deferens as they come into the prostate gland. What causes that? Sis? It's just a, it's just it's a it's a congenital anomaly called a prostatic utricle, mm-hmm. and it can make you infertile. Why is it so perfectly positioned though? Like it's it just... right in the middle, and it and it blocks both tubes. Hmm. And it's just it's just a way that um, it's uh, uh it, really it's too much. It, the 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 the, the the genitourinary systems of men and women mm-hmm. start out identical when we're fetuses. Right. And then little chemical hormone signals get that push that push us from one type of sex organs to another. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those signals don't get completely transmitted oh. and you get a little bit of woman in the man. Oh. And so when you get it and that utricle is very similar to the uterus. And so if if you get that utricle, you can become infertile and have no sperm in the ejaculate. So about five years ago, we had um, uh, a patient come to us all the way from Corpus Christi because they had, were infertile, and we found that utricle and opened it up, oh. and were able, and they, they they were able to have two kids. Really? And then oh. I got to do his vasectomy. Oh. <laughs> So, Full circle. So, so I took him from no sperm to lots of sperm to two kids to no, to sperm. no sperm again. That's funny. Cycle of life. Oh. <laughs> uh, and so um, prostate problems can lead to uh, fertility problems. And mm-hmm. um, so that's kind of how young people can have prostate problems. But in older men, the first question that most older men ask me when I tell them that I think their prostate is the cause of their urinary issues, they go, what's that prostate for? They're like, how do you get rid of the prostate problems? And and it, because people get affected by it when it comes to urinary habits, you're left with this impression that the prostate actually has some urinary function. Right, like urine goes through it. it like it should be doing something to the urine, but it isn't. Right. It's really just meant there to make fluid to help support sperm. So it's really only a reproductive organ. It just, in order to get the semen, mm-hmm. which has your sperm in it, into the same tube where you pee from, there has to be a connection between your testicles and your urinary system. Like there has to be one or else we would have to have two penises, two penises, right? Oh. You have to have one that you pee from and one oh. that you have sex with. That would be a terrible world. And, and luckily, <laughs> you know, nature has kind of allowed us to kind of become more efficient. And so he put this wonderful playland right there in a waste <laughs> management system and decided waste that, management system <laughs> you know that's what urine is that's funny and so <laughs> by combining these two but that's where the the potential point of failure is when we were just cavemen and only lived to like 25 and then got eaten by a saber-toothed tiger or whatever <laughs> our prostate didn't have this chance to outlive our reproductive years mm, but but because we're living longer and longer this mm-hmm. this organ that was only meant for reproduction ends up malfunctioning effing up other things yes yeah. And it happens in women too. Right. Young women don't tend to get uterine cancer or breast cancer. Mm-hmm. But after you've gone past your reproductive years, that's when these reproductive organs are like, we're not going to pay so much attention. Right. Let's pay more attention to the heart and the lungs and the brain mm-hmm. because those are organs that are going to keep this organism alive and the reproductive system kind of goes to heck. As men age, an enlargement of the prostate is something that, that happens in a good number of patients. And then because the prostate surrounds the urethra, it goes all the way around it. One of the ways that it can grow is that it can grow large enough where it squeezes the urethra mm-hmm. and makes it difficult for urine to come out. Side question, what's the largest prostate you've ever seen? I've seen a 700 gram prostate. And what, what is that, a, like a it would baseball? Be 20, it was a softball and it was 25 times larger than a normal <gasps> prostate. I mean, it's humongous. 25 it's humongous. Ooh. That's a lot of weight. Oh, yeah. And it didn't cause him any trouble, so we didn't do anything what? with it. Yeah. 
Wait, you don't remove it if it's that big? You no. just let it be? You just let it be. But then he's like super like feeling heavy, like he ate no, a fat no, no. meal all day? You just, you just leave that in there. Oh. And, uh, you know, you, you, you brought up two very interesting points. Mm-hmm. Bigger people mm-hmm. tend to have bigger prostates. Okay. So, so a lot of times, you know, the 300 pounders that come in end up having, you know, 300 pounders inside their prostate too. Oh, boy. And, but not always. And most importantly, the size of the prostate has nothing to do with how much blockage there is. And that is sometimes something hmm. that's very hard for men to understand. Yeah, They'll come in and say, my doctor told me that I have an enlarged prostate after doing an exam on me. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, I've done, luckily and fortunately, <laughs> tens of thousands of exams on men. <laughs> tens of thousands. That's true. And the, the reliance on feeling only one part of the prostate, you're only feeling like the back part of it, mm-hmm. and being able to estimate the size of the whole prostate gland Right. It's something that I don't even try to do. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a dumb exercise. Okay. There's just no way. And you're wrong half the time. So you are better off guessing oh. the size of the prostate <laughs> than putting your finger in there. We put our finger in there to feel that for tumors. How do you feel for tumors that quickly? Because it's like just a few seconds. I mean, I'm a very, very gifted But are the tumors fingerist. always on the finger side? Like, or what about no, the other side? No, that's right. That's okay. right. Now, most tumors... But, but, but it's because that's how we used to find tumors in anybody. Like right. Before we had the PSA test, the only way we found tumors was putting our finger in there. So that's kind of how we do it. Mm. But that's why now we're more sophisticated. We have MRIs to find mm. tumors of the prostate. We have tests that are blood test related. We have biopsies. Like we have, you know, it's not just the finger test. Right. And for size, we do something called a transrectal ultrasound where we put an ultrasound in the rectum and now I can get a true size estimate. Mm-hmm. Now, although I said how big the prostate is, and how many how much symptoms you have may not have a, a correlation, mm-hmm. but how big your prostate is definitely impacts what surgery I can do to fix the problem. Mm, that makes sense. So the bigger you have of a prostate, I you start eliminating some options. Mm-hmm. The minimally invasive office based in procedures that we do for quote unquote enlarged prostate. I think that's another confusing part is that we use the term enlarged prostate, mm-hmm. so you think that it's bigger, but I would say almost uh, a quarter of the prostates that I operate on mm-hmm. are normal sized. Hmm. They just grown in a certain way that causes blockage. And that's why the patient has symptoms. And if you go to the appropriate doctor and they do the appropriate evaluation, surgery to help your urinary complaints like works like virtually every time. Right. It's just you have to make sure that the doctor has weeded you out so if you go to a doctor that only does mm-hmm. a certain procedure, you're gonna get that, and they procedure. get, and you're gonna get that for sure, right? right. If you go to a pop up, if you go to a pop up clinic that pops out dents after hail damage, right? Guess what? You're, you're not gonna get an oil change. Yes, you're not getting oil change. <laughs> you're getting dents popped getting out of your car. <laughs> so if you go to somebody that, if if you're a patient and you don't and you're not a medical doctor, but you heard somebody got something and then go to the doctor that does that one thing, you're probably mm-hmm. gonna get that one thing, right? Even if it's not appropriate to you, so. You know, making sure you go to a comprehensive specialist is really mm-hmm. important. And second opinions are very important. I agree. I mean, second opinions, which we do all the time, mm-hmm. are really important making sure that you've been, you know, appropriately put into a certain category. Mm-hmm. Another question people ask uh, or men ask um, is why does removing the prostate, if it has no urinary function, why does removing the prostate sometimes lead to impotence and mm-hmm. incontinence? Good question. And that is because because the prostate is the nexus, right? The center of the man's universe. Right. 
they put it right in the middle of oh, like right. all the most important things. It's right next to the sphincter that controls your urination and keeps you from peeing on yourself. And in some quirk of fate, the nerves that protect our erections so are adhered, adhered to the side of the prostate for no good reason. You know, they, they could have put them a couple inches to the right, or right. Not, and nothing would have changed. But no, they stuck, glued, right super glued the these nerves right on the edges of the prostate. Oh, how delicate. So when I'm doing a prostate removal for cancer, mm -hmm. we have to try to identify where those nerves are mm. and not use any heat energy because they're very delicate. Oh, my gosh. It's like trying to delicately take a piece of wet tissue paper, yeah. you know, and slide it off, you know, a, a plate that's where it got stuck to it without oh tearing the, the toilet paper or the, you know, the tissue paper. Oh, my. That was the worst analogy. It was terrible. I really need to think of better analogies. You do because I couldn't visualize that. Yes, because maybe wet paper towels don't adhere commonly to plates. You can just pull a wet paper towel off a plate. Maybe a, like a bamboo cutting board. That's a better... Excellent. You, you cannot maybe just only, pull it. Maybe only in your house. Oh. But but because of the location of the prostate, mm -hmm. removing it can cause nerve damage that affects your erections as well as your sphincter. Another part is that... It's those nerves. Those nerves... That are the issue. That, 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 that are the issue. Not the prostate. And so and then, so it's not the prostate itself losing that. And so that's why it's possible to remove your prostate and still keep your erections and keep your continence. So the you better have you a are, damn good surgeon is what you're saying. The younger you are, absolutely. The younger you are, <laughs> the more likely you are able to keep those functions. Mm -hmm. And if you have a really, really big prostate, like a huge roadblock inside your body, mm. then your body got used to that huge roadblock being there. Right. So your sphincter might be lazy. It's like, well... I'm Mr. Sphincter. I don't, I don't need to work that hard. That big boulder of a prostate is going to slow the urine down before it gets to me anyway. Then you remove the big boulder, and the sphincter's like, oh, my God. What do I do now? What do I do now? I got to work. Lazy sphincter turned yes. into hard-working sphincter. And so, that sounds like a band from the 80s. That, that's why. Lazy sphincter. <laughs> it's going to join the seminal vesicles playing this Saturday <laughs> at your local high school. That's right. Donna, tell people about our practice. You can uh, listen to our podcast wherever you listen to free podcasts. And you can email us at armormenshealth at gmail.com. We are all over the place in Round Rock, North Austin, South Austin, and Dripping Springs. We look forward to hearing from you. The Armor Men's Health Hour is brought to you by Urology Specialists. For questions or to schedule an appointment, please call 512-238-0762 or online at armormenshealth.com.